0: Hello, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. We're coming at you a little later than we'd like, but unfortunately, I kind of got a cold and it kicked my ass a little bit, but better late than never. And this week marks the triumphant return of our co-host, our buddy, our pal Lucas. Him and I are going to take the red pill and dive into 1999's The Matrix. So The Matrix is coming up next.
1: Human beings are a disease, and we are the cure now. So you're here to save the world. Everything you know about reality. So what do you need? Guns. Lots of guns. Everything you believe about the future. Buckle your seatbelt, Dorothy, because Kansas is going bye-bye. Will be a thing of the past. No
0: one can be told what The Matrix is. Whoa. You have to see it for yourself. The Matrix. All right, welcome back to the uh, delayed episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. Uh, This was supposed to come out on Tuesday, but I had a bit of a cold and couldn't speak. But, hey, you know what, laryngitis, you can go fuck off, pal. Doing much better now. So, uh, this is going to be an awesome episode. Uh, This also marks the return of Lucas. Lucas, what's going on, dude?
1: Uh, Not much, man. Uh, It's good to see you. Good to hear from you. You know, we've uh, life has separated us for a few weeks, but uh, the brotatos are back.
0: Yeah, it's uh, just one of those things where just life gets in the way sometimes. So, but in your uh, steed, we've had some pretty awesome uh, co-host fill so. Yeah, I, always,
1: I appreciate everybody for uh, all the effort they put in when I wasn't there.
0: We recovered nicely from the critically panned Midnight Run episode.
1: The episode where one host did not like it. And, uh, or guest host, I should say. Yeah,
0: Oceans 11 seems to be pretty, pretty popular. I've got nothing but positive feedback from it. So that one turned out pretty good. Good. We'll have to have Steven back sometime, too. So Steven was pretty awesome on that.
1: Yeah, I gotta be honest, I haven't been able to check it out. Well, Well, we started started
0: that hashtag LucasWatchOceans11. So,
1: yeah, hashtag. I still haven't.
0: So. hashtag Fucking up. <laughs> but on today's episode, since uh, there's a new movie coming out, what is it? December the twenty second. I believe so. Yep. Uh, we're doing the Matrix today. Woo! Yeah, this is this is one of your favorite movies, isn't it?
1: It is. Yeah. Uh, I I think you're gonna ask me when the first time I seen it was, and I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was in the. 2000 early 2000s.
0: Yeah, this movie I actually seen opening weekend. I was just blown away. Like I had never seen anything like this.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. It's like just how I mean, still today, even looking at it today, like the uh, special effects just blow you away. Still.
0: Yeah, it still holds up really well. I watched it on Sunday because I thought we were going to be able to do this on Sunday, but here we are Wednesday night. And now we're finally getting to it. Um, the, this movie's actually spawned a franchise. There is uh, three sequels. They did an anime movie and a video game, if I'm not mistaken, right?
1: Uh, at least one. Plus, uh, I was going to cover this in our, in a little bit later, but, yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of things that spawned from this movie.
0: Yeah, well, we'll just concentrate. Uh, the sequels, Matrix Reloaded. And Matrix Revolutions thoughts, because mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, we're not going to be visiting those movies, so might as well get them out of the I, way now.
1: I I don't hate the second one. Um, I didn't particularly care for the third one, mm-hmm. and the anime was actually the anime was pretty cool, but I mean it wasn't really necessary.
0: I didn't even see the anime. I'd played the video game. Because I remember the video game was based on Jada Pinkett Smith's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reloaded's pretty cool. It has that awesome car chase scene. And the the twins. Yeah. I don't remember their names off the top of my head. I always refer to them as the twins. Those two were pretty awesome. Uh, Matrix, Revolutions, I fucking hated it. And as a matter of fact, I got a free movie rental from Blockbuster. I forget what soda company was. If you twist it off a cap... They were giving away prizes, and one of the things they were giving away was free movie rentals to Blockbuster. And for those of you that listen that don't know what Blockbuster was, it was a giant video chain, excuse me, a, a giant video store chain. There was thousands of them across the country. You could go into the store and rent a movie, take it home with you. You had to bring it back.
1: but Well, some people did
0: anyway. Yeah, some people did. Um as a matter of fact, I remember I used my free movie rental for the third one and I ended up taking it back and I said that there's something wrong with the disc and it wouldn't play for me. I <laughs> just got something else.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Yeah, just didn't like it. I, th- I sat through and I watched all of it, but I didn't like it. So I was like, I'm just going to take this thing back.
1: Yeah, it wasn't very good.
0: Um, that might be one of the many reasons why Blockbuster's out of business now.
1: Three movie rentals on shitty movies.
0: Right. Or they were just giving out movie... Re- like, people were just taking back movies they didn't like, saying that the disc didn't work, when they were perfectly fine. Of course, that Blockbuster I took it to, I think they probably just said, you know what, fuck it. Just put it back on the shelf.
1: That's probably why Blockbuster doesn't exist, because mm-hmm. the employees
0: fuck it. Right. Um, well, I mentioned earlier about how this movie was just... Blow, blew me away, and it was nothing I had never seen before. Why do you like The Matrix so much?
1: Uh, I just like the thought that it provokes. Mm-hmm. Like, are we, you know, are we in a Matrix? Are we animated people? You know, thinking that we're living our own lives, but we're actually being controlled mentally by machines. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, just, it's a great action movie. It's just, you know, there's there are some slow parts, but... Really, when it gets kicked up, it kicks up, and it's awesome. and it just kicks your ass. Mm-hmm. It's great.
0: I know for me, I felt that even going into the 90s, there was still a bit of the 80s action movie hangover where uh, action movies were kind of, didn't really make you think. It was just kind of like, they were kind of dumb, which what's that's what made them great. But I still mm-hmm. felt they were kind of dumb, really didn't put any thought into it. And I think The Matrix was like the first movie that like, yeah, it was a very thought-provoking action movie. Right. Which, I mean, even to this day, you still don't get that too often. And I know they incorporate sci-fi into it and stuff, but I think just for that, I mean, I think that kind of was one of the the nails in the coffin for like the 80s-style action movie. Because after this movie came out, they started making them to where they were a bit more sophisticated. I mean, you got movies like Speed, which was good, but... Still, it's kind of a dumb premise. I'm not hating on Speed. Speed's fucking awesome. Also stars Keanu Reeves. But...
1: Very, very attractive Sandra Bullock.
0: The Wildcat. (laughs) But, yeah, that and then, like, the special effects. Like, pretty much after this movie, the bullet time concept was in everything. Video games. uh, What was that? Max Payne. That was, like, a mode that you could use on Max Payne. And I think they used it in one of the scary movies, didn't they?
1: Uh Oh, yeah, because like, they, they bent back and they couldn't stand up or something. Mm-hmm. They heard their back.
0: And plus, it was a really cool. Uh, they blended a lot of different action genres into one movie. You got like the Hong Kong, uh, like the gun ballet movies or the Hong Kong action movies. You got like the high wire martial arts aspect of it, too, then sci-fi and all that stuff. So I thought that was really cool, too.
1: Yeah, it's really cool how they blend all that stuff together. Mm. Another uh video game I was thinking of that I was going to mention is Conker's Bad Fur Day. They had the uh the agency shootout scene on there. Oh.
0: I never played Conker's Bad Fur Day cuz that was a 6 a Nintendo 64 game, right? Yeah. Yeah, see, I I only had that for the 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 wrestling games. That was it. I think I owned yeah. all the wrestling games and then GoldenEye.
1: Well, honestly, that's
0: all you needed for the 64. Maybe Mario, but... I didn't even fuck with
1: Mario. (laughs) Really?
0: Nope, wasn't a Mario guy growing up. I mean, like the Nintendo ones, yeah, but... Like the old Nintendo, but... Right now. Yeah, uh, next time I see him in person, he's probably gonna, like, just rip me a new one. (laughs) Him and his wife, who, by the way, doesn't like the Princess Bride. Oh, God. Come on. But we won't get into that. We won't get into that. Um, ready to start these categories? Let's do it. All right. The Tale of the Tape. This was released on March the 31st, 1999. The stars Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving, and Joe Pantoliano. All repeat performers on the Couch Potato Podcast, except for Hugo yep. and Carrie Ann. Joey Pants Man, was in Midnight have- Run, the episode everybody hates. <laughs> and then Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburner and John Wick, too. Yeah. This was directed by the Wachowski brothers, which do a little research oh, a on them. Yeah, they're the Wachowski <laughs> sisters now. Um Rotten Tomatoes score of eighty eight percent from critics and eighty five percent from audiences. Uh, did $466 million on a $63 million budget, which when I looked that up, that blew my mind that this movie only cost $63 million to make.
1: I know, isn't that crazy? This that is easily
0: probably... a, a $200 million movie now. Probably more than that.
1: It was pro- you know, a lot of that was probably even spent on the cast, too. Well, I mean, like Keanu Reeves wasn't that big
0: of a name coming into this. I mean, none of the actors in this were like super, super huge coming into this. Hmm. I mean, Keanu Reeves was starting to, like he had did Speed like five years earlier, but then he's coming off all these bombs. He did Johnny Mnemonic, which I was reading was the reason why a lot of studios passed on this at first is because of that movie tanking the way it did. Uh Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it just blows my mind that this movie was that inexpensive, and it looks like this,
1: yeah, that's good on them.
0: <laughs> this movie won four academy awards, best visual effects, best editing, best sound, and best sound editing
1: uh the- the sound that I mean you remember from our retail days this mm-hmm. used to be one of those demo discs that if you wanted to sell you know some speakers or a receiver or whatever. This is the movie that you played. The mm-hmm. scene where they're rescuing Morpheus. From yeah, the yeah, that helicopter scene, and that's what I still use today to show off my uh, Atmos setup in my house.
0: Hey, we'll get more into that scene here in a bit. So I think you and I have the same, the same favorite scene.
1: Sounds about right.
0: And this movie is currently streaming on HBO Max. Go HBO oh. Max. So, the uh, William Somerset Research Corner. Um, This movie is infamous, well, not so much this movie, but the franchise itself. A couple of big-name actors turned down roles in this series. Uh, Sean Connery, I guess apparently it was uh, a rumor for years that he turned down the role of Morpheus. Yes. Morpheus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Red beard or blue beard.
0: Go down the rabbit hole.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, appar- could, it's podcast forever because we did a terrible Sean Connery.
0: Now, I don't think my Sean Connery is that bad. Now, I'm sure once I listen to this back, it's going like, oh, God, that's fucking horrible. And the fact that my voice isn't 100% yet probably just lends further weight to that theory. But he actually turned down the role of the architect in the sequels.
1: Huh.
0: Which makes more I, sense, considering the architect's a much older guy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Sean Connery not batting a thousand with these role choices. He also turned down the role of Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings movies.
1: Well, I'm pretty happy with who they cast, though.
0: Oh yeah, I think they did well. Both both franchises did well, but I could have seen Sean Connery playing Gandalf, though. Yeah. You shall not pass.
1: <laughs> I just wanted him to say that. Well, he can't now. Well he can't
0: anymore. Yeah, I don't know if you know this or not, but yeah, he can't say that now. Um or- T's and P's, rest in peace, Sean Connery. Uh Will Smith turned down the role of Neo to start they actually chose the wild, wild west over this movie. Oh
1: God.
0: Yeah. Notorious box office bomb. Wild Wild West, which I was actually kind of stoked to see that because I remember watching the TV show as a kid because they used to run it in like syndication a lot, and I always thought the concept was cool. Plus, the people across the street had a Wild Wild West or, uh, pinball machine. So oh. yeah. yeah Turned out to be just... a big dis- fuck, big fucking disappointment. Wild Wild West. Um, yeah. He felt he wasn't mature enough to play Neo, saying he would have messed it up which just actually caused a chain reaction because apparently Sandra Bullock turned down the role of Trinity because she thought Will Smith was going to be Neo. Hmm.
1: That's interesting. I don't know, like, I, in Speed, she's awesome, but I don't know if I could see her doing what Carrie Ann Moss did in this movie. I just don't, it's not, it's not believable, I guess.
0: Well, I think by this time, too, her star power is a little too much. And I actually, I like Trinity. I like that character. And I think she would have maybe Sandra Bullock being in that role might have overpowered Neo a little bit. Probably.
1: Yeah. But
0: also uh, researching this, Will Smith also turned down the role of Django in Django Unchained.
1: Oops. <laughs> yeah. So Will Smith is fucking shit. Is fucking up on shit too. Mm-hmm. Maybe he should just accept every role that comes his way now.
0: Well, I don't know about all that. If you've <laughs> seen some of the stuff he's done lately, it's very hit and miss. Yeah, I don't mind him being choosy. Just got to be a little bit better, like on what you choose.
1: Maybe that's why. Uh, maybe that's why it's all up and down because he's accepting everything.
0: Hmm. Yeah, sure. All stars fucking cop with a warlock or a Troll, or whatever that movie is on Netflix. I uh, couldn't tell you. Sure, I'll be dead shot in a shitty DC comic book movie. <laughs> sure, I'll star in Collateral Beauty, although this script looks fucking awful. Fuck it. Um, after Will Smith turned down Neo, the Wachowskis wanted Johnny Depp to play Neo, while Warner wanted Brad Pitt or Val Kilmer.
1: I don't know. What do you think, Russ?
0: Uh eh, I couldn't see Brad Pitt or Val Kilmer. I just don't think they fit. And I think Johnny Depp would have been too weird.
1: I think Johnny Depp would have, like, slowed down all the dialogue even more than what it is to a point that it would have just been kind of boring. You kind of would have bored with the dialogue. Well, I think what makes Keanu Reeves uh, good as Neo
0: is the fact that I don't take, don't take this as a slight towards Keanu Reeves, but Keanu Reeves always has played roles that, like, he kind of looks like he's confused a little bit. <laughs> I mean, that, that's part of his charm, though. He just kind of looks like he may not know exactly what's going on, and I think that really works for the Matrix because, fuck, I know if I had some guy offer me a red pill and a blue pill, I was known to party back in my day, but I'd have been fucking confused by this whole thing, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, hey, man, can
0: I just take both?
1: I, I don't want to slight on him either, but I don't know if you've seen any interviews, but he also sounds confused when he talks in, like, you know, in normal, everyday life.
0: But you know what, though? I think that's what makes Keanu Reeves awesome, though. So he doesn't try to be somebody he's not. I, I mean, he's a very smart man. I've, I've read, like, Tons of interviews about him. He knows his shit. Seems like he knows a thing or two. Much smarter man than me. But he just kind of has that look about him like he doesn't know exactly what's going on. And I guess apparently Warner Brothers uh, warmed up to Johnny Depp. But Keanu Reeves ended up winning the role because Keanu was more into the concept of the movie than Johnny Depp.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like Johnny Depp wouldn't really wouldn't really believe in this sort
0: of thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, renowned Hong Kong stunt coordinator, Wu Ping Yin refused to work on this movie, even though he liked the script. And I guess he made some outrageous demands to basically get the Wachowskis to leave him alone. At first, I guess he asked for an exorbitant amount of money, which they agreed to pay him. And then he made the demand that he wanted complete control of the stunt coordination even being able to train the actors for four months before shooting even started. And Wachowski's like, all right, fuck, deal. You got it, man. And then he ended up taking the job, and the rest is history. Nice. I think I pronounced his name right. If I didn't, I apologize. But you guys know by now that I fuck up somebody's name every episode, so why is this going to be any different?
1: Well, I'm just glad you attempted it and not me. I think I
0: got it right. I think. If I didn't, please somebody let me know. I believe in you. (laughs) I'm glad somebody does. (laughs) Uh, The scenes inside The Matrix are shot in a green hue to give the impression that you're looking at the movie through a computer monitor. And then I guess the Wachowskis decided to shoot the scenes outside The Matrix with like a bluish tint because they thought that the real world was kind of, had a bluish hue to it?
1: I don't know. I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, I I never noticed it until I watched it on Sunday, and I noticed that when they're inside the Matrix, it does give off like a green aura about it. Yeah. So I never really picked up on the blue, though.
1: When they're outside, if you look at like the uh, skyscraper windows, mm-hmm. instead of being kind of a, you know, when you're, in a big city they kind of look grayish a little bit they look they look like they have a blue tint to them
0: oh that makes sense I'll have to look at that again when I watch it again it had been a minute since I'd seen it last but I'll revisit this again here soon uh, Lucas what do you got for research man
1: so uh, my first one actually was the uh, the green and the blue tint um, but we covered that one um, way to go, Russ way to fuck things up already oh stop it hey at least you know at least you've been on every episode.
0: <laughs> well, I'd hope so I got all the equipment at my house
1: that's yes if if I'm doing episodes, that means I climbed into your house and started recording without you knowing and that's a little weird,
0: yeah, or you're using some black market type stuff. <laughs> I found um, this recorder at uh, Dollar Tree, cost me a dollar ten because they raised prices.
1: I, what the fuck, man? Dollar, you're supposed to be the Dollar Tree, not Dollar Ten. Anyway, uh, so the scene uh, towards the beginning when the agents are coming after Neo, uh, Keanu actually climbed out the window without a stunt man. Uh, oh really? Was, yeah, and without the uh, without a stunt double, he was thirty four stories in the air shit that's hardcore right there that's mm. uh taking your acting to the next level
0: yeah that uh the tom cruise uh stunt school for filming
1: he didn't break his ankle jumping from a building though. he did not which that respect to tom cruise cuz that's badass
0: oh hell yeah like that guy has i don't know what what he does but or why he does it but hey man fuck, kudos to you like I'll never fucking hang out of an airplane
1: yeah and plus uh, I don't know if you saw but after he did that he got up and ran on it so yeah um so a lot of this movie was filmed in Australia in Sydney Australia mm-hmm. uh, even though really the the matrix isn't really in a city per se like a actual city kind of an invented city but they uh When they were filming the uh, helicopter scenes, they flew through restricted airspace and actually shut down production for quite a while. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, they had to change the laws in New South Wales so that the Matrix could keep filming. Wales in England or Australia? New South Wales. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I think they call them states in Australia. Maybe our Australian listeners can educate us, but I think they're states.
0: Yeah. Well, we have been gaining some traction over there, so yeah, please, uh, all of our Australian friends, please uh, write the show an email or follow us on socials and let us know if you guys are states or provinces or what.
1: Um, the last one I've got is uh, Morpheus in Greek, in Greek mythology is actually the god of dreams, which is kind of ironic because Morpheus is all about waking everybody up mm-hmm. from their dreams. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of cool.
0: Morpheus, probably my favorite character in this series of movies. He's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Producer Adam, if that all, is that all you had for us? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Producer Adam contributed a couple of uh, fun facts here. Um, Agent Smith refers to Cypher as Mr. Reagan during their meeting. This makes him the only character in the movie besides Neo to be identified by both their Matrix identity and their real-world handle.
1: Huh. That's pretty cool.
0: And then uh, the other one I thought was kind of interesting. Writer Thomas Althaus sued the Wachowskis for $300 million in damages for stealing his ideas. He claims that they borrowed extensive ideas from his unproduced screenplay, The Immortals. Judge Gary Klosner ruled that all 119 similarities listed by Althouse were either too general for copyright protection, but basically he's saying that, like, you know what, dude, it's like, nice try, but, you know, these are like 9,000 other fucking ideas in Hollywood. You're not getting shit.
1: He said, nice try, but nah, dog."
0: I actually think that the judge says that you he guys, hey pal, you ain't getting shit. Boom, hammer down,
1: <laughs> <laughs> hammer down.
0: Um, I guess uh, Old House's film follows a CIA agent who takes a drug that makes him immortal. Jim Reese finds himself in the year twenty two thirty five A. D. Battling to wreck the plot of Adolf Hitler's son to wipe out all non immortals, which. Sounds nothing like this movie,
1: yeah. Uh, that sounds awful actually.
0: Yeah, this guy must have been on, he must have taken the red pill.
1: (laughs) He was taking the same shit that going back to Mario that the creator of Mario was on, right? That was fighting a dinosaur over his girlfriend,
0: right? Yeah, I'm just you know what, I'm just gonna randomly see somebody. Yeah, 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 I had an idea about this uh this big guy that tries to find these rocks that are different colors and he decides he's gonna clap his hands and half the world's population is gonna vanish, but there's these group of people that have these incredible <laughs> powers that're gonna try to stop him and bring shit back, even though that that stuff was written well before I was even born.
1: I don't know it sounds like you got a winning combo there,
0: yeah, that's the American Way, right <laughs> all right. The I Drink Your Milkshake Award for the best scene of the movie.
1: I drink your milkshake. I drink it up.
0: Lucas, I'll let you lead off with your nominee. Uh,
1: It is when they attack the uh, Agent Tower to rescue Morpheus. The whole scene. So from them walking in, pulling out the guns, that guard saying, holy shit, and they shoot up the whole place down there. Mm -hmm. Um. Letting the bomb off in the elevator, and that that really cool scene with the fire coming out, and the uh, door like kind of skating on top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when Neo discovers that he's as fast as an agent, and uh, then the helicopter scene when they're actually shooting into the the room um, to rescue Morpheus. Isn't that Is the first it, time we get to see the bullet
0: time sequence too?
1: If I'm yeah, not mistaken. When, he, when he's dodging the bullets from the agent. Up yeah. The roof.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, that's what I had too. That scene's just so awesome. Like you said that you, uh, we use that to demo home theater systems when um, the uh, AirPod Pros had the uh, spatial audio feature to kind of mimic uh-huh. surround sound. That scene is actually, I put my, uh, my AirPods in Fired up the old iPad and I watched The Matrix too. I watched that scene to the test them out. Yeah, they're, it's fucking awesome. Nice. I also want to give a special shout out to the Propellerheads for their song "Spy Break," which I will always associate with uh, free Sunday nights at Diamonds Cabaret Gentlemen's Club. That's when you knew all the strippers were coming out to do the, uh, the two for one dances. Is when they played that song. <laughs> I, I will always associate that song with Diamonds. Never this movie.
1: That's awesome And
0: I even when I watched it Sunday I just kind of whispered under my breath Like, oh, it's a Diamond song
1: <laughs> I remember Damn Girls
0: Yeah uh, So we're in agreement It's the the whole rescue sequence Oh, yeah I just love that Like they walk in all sl- It's slow-mo It almost kind of gives off That Terminator vibe a little bit
1: that, Well, the sound that it makes Kind of sounds like You know, the Terminator stuff
0: yeah, and Keanu or Neo just has all them fucking guns strapped to him. I was like, oh, damn, that's so cool.
1: <laughs> that guard's like, holy shit.
0: Uh, I will give an honorable mention to the uh, the training sequence between Neo and Morpheus where after he gets all the martial arts disciplines loaded into his mind and that fight sequence, I always thought that was really cool too. And if they didn't have that awesome sequence where they try to rescue Morpheus, that probably would have won.
1: Yeah, I also really like the... Uh the scene right after they do rescue Morpheus when they're going back into the real world and they're being attacked by the Sentinels on their ship where uh Neo fights uh Agent Smith in the subway. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that was really cool too. Fun fact for you, my first car, I don't know if I'm the only person, I know my wife does it too, give uh, your car a nickname. My old Beater 97 Toyota Corolla was called the Nebuchadnezzar. Nice. Yeah, and it ran like the Nebuchadnezzar after it had just gotten the shit beat out of by those Sentinels, too.
1: Did it shoot off EMPs as well? Uh,
0: I think if I would have shut off an EMP, like, that would have been the end of the car. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's no more. Um, The I Don't Like Sand, It's Coarse and Rough Award for the Worst or un- Most Unnecessary Scene of the Movie.
1: I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere.
0: I didn't really have anything. Um, Nothing to where I would nitpick at it enough.
1: I just, I thought the part where he woke up on the Nebuchadnezzar, like in the real world, I thought that that whole sequence took a little too long for me. Mm-hmm. You know, with them, like, eating actual food and stuff. Like, I get the idea behind it, but I just thought it was kind of... It's just a little too drawn out for me.
0: Ah, eh, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I just couldn't really find anything that I would nitpick at enough to where it's like, yeah, you could cut that out, you know? Yeah. But We'll give it to you, since I didn't have a nominee.
1: Me just over here bitching about the real world.
0: Yeah, can't they live in fantasy land? Although I will say, I don't like, I forget the kid's name, but the one that designs the Lady in Red program inside the Matrix, and he's talking about the tasty wheat. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that, I don't like that kid. <laughs> I can maybe, okay, if I want to nitpick anything, like, okay, get rid of that kid.
1: <laughs> that motherfucker right there, get him out.
0: Get out of town.
1: Out of town. Put
0: him down. All right. The King Kong Ain't Got Shit on Me Award for the best line in the movie. King Kong Ain't Got Shit on Me. I have the Take the Blue Pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe what you want to believe. Take the Red Pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I will show you how deep the rabbit hole goes by Morpheus. (laughs)
1: That was a seriously cool line.
0: Mm-hmm. That's my favorite line in the movie because that basically sets off the rest of the movie. Yeah.
1: Man, and that part, like, right before they go up there with the cat doing the the deja vu, man, that fucks me up. Like, every time I I have deja vu, I'm like, shit, are we in the Matrix? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've I've gotten to that point now, too, if I see something that I thought I'd already seen, like, fuck. It's a glitch in the Matrix. Fuck. <laughs>
1: Uh, my line was just simply two words, Mr. Anderson.
0: I, I wanted to go with that one too because that's like, I know we've used that before, like just kind of shooting a shit at work or bullshitting around. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I thought that one was too easy. I would probably say that that one would be the winner because it's probably the most iconic line from the movie. And I mean, it's yeah. the line that I would most associate yeah. with this. It's
1: not the best line. You You had the best line. <laughs>
0: That one's really cool that's a that's a yearbook quote right there
1: <laughs> a yearbook quote yeah like signing
0: somebody's yearbook like i'm going to I'm gonna encourage my son to write that in yearbooks
1: that's fucking sweet you should
0: yeah either that or uh the uh, infamous line from midnight run shut the fuck up
1: <laughs> right that one say, like, Somebody's parents is gonna see like he's telling people to take the red pill or the blue pill and they're not gonna they're not gonna know and it's gonna be like oh my gosh, he's trying to get people to take drugs. Oh, that
0: boy's on the dope. <laughs> it's like, oh obviously you've never seen the Matrix. Way to go, Karen.
1: Fucking shit up for everybody.
0: Just like Karen's do. No offense to any of you Karen's that listen to us. You guys are awesome. We're talking about the other Karen's. <laughs> the Shitty Karens.
1: The Shitty Karens. That sounds like a
0: band name. Oh, I'm sure it probably is. It's they're probably like uh kind of in the vein of the the band and Scott Pilgrim. Kind of like alternative rock.
1: Mm.
0: The shitty Karens live at the <laughs> at the VFW. <laughs> so are we giving what it was- to the Mr. Anderson as the best line of the movie?
1: No, we're giving it to yours.
0: Oh, really? We, we won't go to that one? Okay. Oh, yeah. Simply because it's a yearbook quote?
1: Yep. What was the name of that band in Wayne's World, though?
0: The Shitty... The Shitty Beatles. The, the
1: shitty Beatles, yes. Thank you. That was going to drive me nuts if I didn't ask you that.
0: Um, Adam threw a couple of uh suggestions out here. Uh, Stop trying to hit me and hit me from Morpheus when they're training. Uh, he had, uh, he had Mr. Anderson. Um, I know Kung Fu when he's amazed by like, you know, he gets all those programs loaded into him and then no, when it stops the bullets.
1: Oh yeah. That is a really cool scene. I wish I could have program, you know, shit downloaded in my head. I'd just be super smart.
0: Oh yeah. I, I would be the same way. Like just download some skills to where I could become super rich, super fast. Like, I want to be the, like, just turn me into the ultimate con man where I would never get caught. Or I'd invent something that people don't need, but they want. Like that uh, that singing bass that you put on your wall. Or that putty. That's like, it just grape. stops leaks. <laughs> I don't even know what that's called, but they they slap it on.
1: Stop, buddy. I
0: don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though, right? It's, they have the infomercial for it. That guy always, like, slaps it on, and, like, it'll stop, like, a boat from leaking. Oh, apparently, p- apparently, if there's a crack in, like, a dam, you could just seal it up with that. It'll hold. <laughs> I, this is, like, a wonder, like, a wonder invention. Like, it'll stop everything from, like, leaking. It's apparently pretty awesome. This-
1: this dam is about to burst and kill 5,000 people. Does anyone have Flex
0: Seal? That's it. Flex Seal. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just grab some ropes, rappel down, and just spray that. Just tar just the shit out of it. this thing with Flex Seal. <laughs> I mean, just g- lather it up. Don't worry about running out. We've got a shitload of cans. We cleaned <laughs> Walmart out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the McLovin award for the best supporting performance.
1: I am McLovin. Who do you have? Uh, I have Joe Pantoliano as Cypher. Oh, really? Uh, yep. Cause he was just the right amount of villain and creepy. That part where he stands over Carrie Ann Moss when he's about to pull the plug on her. Mm-hmm. me the fuck out. It's very rapey.
0: It is really creepy. I thought about giving it it to him. And I think maybe my nominee's in it a little too much. Maybe he is a little too integral to the story, but I am nominating Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith.
1: You know, I'm never opposed to Hugo Weaving winning anything because I love that guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, But he's... I think what makes him so awesome is the fact that, like, he doesn't show any emotion at all. Yeah. And it kind of makes him scary because he just has the same tone of voice no matter what, and it just just makes him terrifying. Plus the fact that he kind of has that T one thousand vibe to him a little bit,
1: like he's indestructible. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I th- I thought about Joe Joe Pantoliano, but I don't know, man. Like, yeah, Hugo Weaving is definitely my nominee. He's actually. I would say probably my second favorite character in the series, really. I mean, I like Neo, I like Trinity. I've said Morpheus is my favorite character, but I don't know. Like, Agent Smith is fucking awesome.
1: He definitely drives the story forward in a very interesting way.
0: Mr. Anderson.
1: Yeah, every time he shows up and says that, he knows shit's about to go down.
0: Mm-hmm. So are we giving it to Hugo or are we going to give it to Joey Pants?
1: Uh, let's give it to Hugo. Did Adam have anybody?
0: No, he didn't have anybody in his notes. Huh.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, looks like it's old Hugo to
0: me. All right. The Eric Stoltz Award for the performer you would recast. I really didn't have anybody. I kind of dug the performances in this. Except for maybe the kid that plays the Tasty Week. Slash the programmer for the Lady in Red. Like, get that dude the fuck out of the movie. Just
1: that whole scene gives me the creeps when they're talking about the wheat, like the tasty wheat. uh, I don't know what it is. It just, it just grosses me out.
0: Yeah. I don't know. He, uh, plus that food they're eating looked like fucking snot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it probably was. They wouldn't know.
0: Actually, if I could go back to the, uh, the worst scene, I'd maybe cut that scene out or just trim it up. Just yeah. get rid of that dude's fucking dialogue. Don't even show me the fucking food. Like, I don't give a fuck what they're eating in, on that boat.
1: See, you're with me. It was, just, it was just too long. It was too drawn out.
0: Yeah. All right, yeah, we'll get rid of that one.
1: Cut um, it out. Get it down. Put it down. <laughs> I had uh, Carrie Ann Moss because she has the emotional range of a two-by-four in this movie. Mm-hmm. I just felt like she was just, uh, for somebody like when she tells Neo that she's in love with them and all that stuff, I don't know. I just thought that was really poorly acted. I didn't feel like she actually meant that, you know?
0: Well, I don't think she really did because Carrie Ann Moss, I believe, was married at the time they filmed this, as was uh, Keanu we, Reeves.
1: I feel like if I came up over Keanu Reeves, and I would actually mean that I loved him.
0: I love you. <laughs> That's
1: actually how I say I love you, too.
0: Yeah. All right, well, I tell you what. Since you're the only one with a nominee, we will give it to Carrie Ann Moss. Sorry, Carrie Ann. I really don't have a compelling yeah. argument. Like I thought she was good. Like, But, I mean, I think the part... I think the reason why a lot of the characters in this movie act the way they do is because like they're trying to assimilate still to the way they used to be. Yeah, to you know, in the Matrix and now you've got, you know, you find out this thing is you know, this world you've lived in your entire life is completely fake. And it's almost like you start to question everything that you do
1: now I feel like a dick. Now I'm questioning everything I do because now I feel bad for nominating Carrie Ann Moss. Well, I mean,
0: that's just how I I think about it. It's just like I think that these characters, like, you know, am I – is being angry or sad or happy, is this, like, something I'm actually allowed to feel or is this something that I was taught in The Matrix and I got to unteach myself how to be like that?
1: Man, isn't it crazy how this movie just, like, brings out all those thought processes? Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. I tell you what, man, this movie came out as when I was really into vitamins. Whew. I had a real heavy vitamin session after this movie. And, whew, boy, I, I did some thinking. <laughs> I pondered a bit. I was like that statue of the guy, the naked guy, holding his, uh-huh. his fist under his chin, except I had clothes on because no one wants to see me without clothes on.
1: Well, my, your wife might. No, she, yeah. she doesn't. <laughs> you ready honey yeah you flipped in lights off <laughs> that's exactly how it is
0: i operate like batman <laughs> operate in the shadows
1: <laughs> oh that's awesome Joint, perhaps you may be able to help solve a mystery all right um
0: i didn't really have any unsolved mysteries for this movie because i truth be told I think we would have been here for four hours trying to figure out stuff from this. So yeah. I'm not really going to dive into the Unsolved Mysteries too much. I will look and see what our producer Adam has for his. Uh, he did mention that they never say why they started the war. He says maybe they mentioned it in the comics, but who reads those? Touche.
1: I think they do actually say it in the movie. Maybe it's not in this movie, but in one of the movies they say uh, because humans were violent and couldn't take care of themselves or something. Mm -hmm. So the machines had to take over. I'm pretty sure I remember that from one of the movies.
0: Um, I haven't seen two and three in quite a long time. So I couldn't begin to tell you. I know they don't mention it in the first one. At least I don't recall them doing that.
1: I don't know. Maybe I'm mixing up another movie with this one. I might be. It happens sometimes.
0: I was mixing up The Matrix with The Terminator and American Pie. Like, I got them all three confused. <laughs> and <laughs> Dude sticks his dick inside of a pie, causes these <laughs> machines to go off. They start Judgment Day, blow shit up, wipe out
1: humanity. I think you just made, like, a, a new like scary movie plot concept. Oh, Hey,
0: you're listening out there, Hollywood producers. If you don't want to sue me, come see me. i got some ideas.
1: (laughs) Um, my, uh, unsolved mystery. I have, it's, it's really more of like a theoretical question. It, It relates to the movie, but it's not about the movie. Um, some scientists theorize we're actually in a simulation, so are we in the Matrix?
0: Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so? Nah.
1: It's a really cool scientific theory, though.
0: Oh, I'm sure it is. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why I, I didn't want to really nominate anything for Unsolved Mysteries of the movie, simply because we'd have been here all fucking day trying to figure out if the matrix is real
1: and just like, we like to keep these. We, were,
0: we like to keep these around an hour.
1: Imagine if we were stoned right now <laughs> talking about this shit.
0: Oh yeah. This would be like a six part episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just the unsolved mystery part would be five, five parts. Yeah. We've got like what,
0: you know, our favorite things in the movie. And then like we've, Just broken it down into five installments. It's like fucking Time Life books that you used to hear commercials about as a kid. Volume six.
1: Oh man, I forgot about this.
0: Why does Agent Smith take on? Why does Agent Smith look like Agent Smith? Why can he look like somebody else?
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't be able to watch this movie,
0: Stone. That would fuck me up. Oh, yeah, they'll take you take you some places. I know it did me. The last award is the I'm the King of the World Award for who wins the movie for you.
1: I'm the King of the World!
0: Lucas, I will let you lead off with your nominee.
1: Uh, Keanu Reeves. Um, And he wins it because he's one of the best action stars of all time. Mm. And it was a great uh, rebound movie from Johnny Mnemonic in the sci-fi action genre because Johnny Mnemonic is one of the worst movies I've ever seen
0: yeah that movie I've seen that in the movie theater and I was well, like fuck, this movie sucks
1: yeah that movie that movie's awful although you know you already know the movie that I think is the worst movie of all time You and I spent 18 dollars going to a movie theater and then we we had to go lick our wounds and eat some awesome pizza afterwards yeah
0: yeah that that movie sucked uh, Johnny mnemonic on par. Oof. It's yeah, on that it's level.
1: Been,
0: I wouldn't say yeah. that that movie is the worst movie I've ever seen, but if I'm putting together, like, a basketball team, that's coming off the bench and getting some minutes.
1: <laughs> the sixth man award. Uh, maybe the seventh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, the,
0: the second wing off the bench.
1: Yeah, I mean, Keanu Reeves, because, honestly, he's, like now i'm sitting here thinking about the movie it's kind of a superhero movie too a mm-hmm. guy discovering that he's you know more powerful than everybody else in in a world that's kind of a kind of a superhero thing i think mm-hmm. um you know
0: it's funny like we talked about this where we thought keanu reeves is like the greatest action star of all time mm-hmm. he's johnny utah in point break he's john wick he's jack traven in speed but this is his most iconic role. Yeah. I mean, if you, somebody on a trivia, like on a game show, is like, name one Keanu Reeves movie, I would probably name this movie first. Yeah. Which is really saying something. Um, I know for me, I wanted to nominate Keanu Reeves, but I figured that, because this was supposed to be a three-man team tonight, but mm-hmm. unfortunately scheduling didn't work out quite the way we wanted it to, and then... Of course, I shit to bed and get sick. But um, I figured you or producer Adam was going to nominate Keanu, so I did, and I nominated the Wachowskis just to be a little different. And uh, I nominated them because uh, considering uh, going into this, they had written a script for a bad Stallone movie, which is Assassins. Uh And then they made a moderate... A moderately successful indie movie called Bound with Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon. They're two lesbians who steal money from a mobster. It's really good. I highly heard recommend it. that movie. heard of it. Oh, dude, check it out. It's really good. Really good. But they sold Warner Brothers on the concept of this movie, and Warner Brothers like, all right, here's a check, 60 million bucks. Go do your thing. They didn't I'm really meddle good. in it too much, and... I mean, I'm always for the artist versus the studio nine times out of ten. So, I mean, it's really cool that Warner Brothers just kind of stepped aside and let them do their thing. Um, That's who I'm giving it to. However, Adam presented a nominee, which is a little outside the box, and I kind of like it. This is kind of who I would want to win. He basically says the movies of 1990 – moviegoers in the year 1999 because 1999 was a kick-ass year for movies and this is probably this and fight club i would say are probably like the two preeminent movies of 1999 like the movies that are most associated with
1: 1999 yeah it's, yeah i agree with that and in
0: 1999 we got the return of star wars we got the mummy Office Space, The Green Mile, American Pie, American Beauty, The Sixth Sense, The Blair Witch Project, and Toy Story 2. And The Matrix. Ooh. Plus, like, Election was really good. There's a ton of good stuff in 99.
1: Yeah, I think you and I had this talk one time. We were talking about it for maybe an episode, like, what was better, 99 or 94? Mm-hmm. And that is a murderer's row of just... Classic movies. So with that
0: being said, and the fact that Adam hasn't really had a chance to win anything yet, I'm going to award who wins this movie to moviegoers in 1999.
1: I'm good with that because, yeah, after naming off that list, uh, yes.
0: I'm sure I probably missed a bunch of stuff. I know Three Kings was an awesome movie that That's came out in 99 too.
1: I like that movie.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, moviegoers in 99, which I count myself as one of them you win this movie because you got to experience just banger after banger
1: after banger that whole year. Man, we and there hasn't been, has there been a year like that since? I don't think so. Uh, I'm trying to think. I can't or really like think that- of a movie
0: year that's been on par with 99. I'm going to look it up here real quick just to see. And, of course, my, my phone decides to look at Best Movie Tears. Not <laughs> T-I-E-R-S, but T-E-A-R-S.
1: <laughs> What's the best crying scene of all time? Yeah, like, that. that is some seriously incredible cinema for 99. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I agree. Some- all those movies and loved them, all the ones you named off. Mm-hmm. Like, the, none of those were bad movies.
0: No, I I really don't think so. Uh, 2007 was really good. Uh, no Country for Old Men, uh, Zodiac, There Will Be Blood, The Born Ultimatum, Gone Baby Gone, Ratatouille, Superbad, Michael Clayton, uh, Spider Man, I think Spider Man 2's two thousand and seven.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, somewhere in there because the PlayStation was associated with it in there. They came out with that PlayStation Two Spider Man, right? Right.
0: But yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's on par with ninety nine though.
1: No. But it, yeah, Adam. Adam absolutely nailed that one.
0: Yeah, well done, producer Adam. Not only do you make us sound like a million bucks when we look like 10 bucks, but that is, that's is top-notch thinking outside the box for this
1: award. He also produces the best award nomination. See what I did there?
0: I really should put that on that soundboard, too. <laughs> All right. Well, before we wrap things up, do you have anything you want to add before we go? Um, It's good to see you. Yeah. I'm happy to
1: be back on with
0: you. Yeah. i have to have you back on your show again at some point soon. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. Well, this was a lot of fun, man. Uh, I know it didn't work out. We didn't get to record when we wanted to, but still awesome to sit down and shoot shit about the Matrix a little bit. and uh, Awesome recommendation, by the way. And plus, very timely considering the new one comes out on the 22nd, which is a few weeks away.
1: Can't wait.
0: Yep. All right. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. We will talk to you guys later. And that's going to wrap up this week's episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. Hope you guys and gals liked that episode as much as we did recording it. Coming up next Tuesday, well, barring any illnesses or any kind of weird catastrophes coming up between now and then, we're going to do uh, Spider-Man 2, which just in time for the brand new Spider-Man movie coming out on the 17th. So, be sure to listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Google, or wherever you get your podcast. If you listen to us on Apple, please do us a favor. If you like what we're doing here, please leave us a five-star review. And if you don't like what we're doing, hey, just pretend like you didn't waste an hour of your time. So until next Tuesday, we will talk at you guys later.